I don't know what the Bible's deal was with snakes. In fact, I don't get what the world's deal is with snakes. Snakes are the shit. And it is true that there are many cultures who love and even worship snakes, but something has happened so that the majority of the world now sees snakes as villains, bad guys, aimless murderers. And yes, a lot of it has to do with St. Patrick himself, so sorry, not sorry, to take this day of drinking and turn it into an over-the-top educational lesson about why snakes should be loved. Time to learn! Welcome to Weird Animal Facts Explicit, a show dedicated to the weird, odd, unusual, gross, and oftentimes disturbing facts about animals. I'm Deidre, and I love snakes! Throughout my zookeeping career, I have worked with and loved so many snakes. Non-venomous, as <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> Plus, I respect snakes too much to even try to mess with the venomous one. Um, I thought you already did an episode about snakes. I did, but it was very specific. If you check out episode 28, you'll come into the middle of our five senses series where I talk about snakes and their sense of taste. Or smell. But it was taste. So yes, I already did talk about snakes, but that was just how their tongue worked. And yes, we've already learned about a few other snake species where I touched on a few other snakes facts, but today it's a bit different. Plus, you can never have too many snakes. You get a snake. You get a snake. Everybody gets a snake. For those of you who are fearful of snakes, I mean, I suppose I shouldn't blame you. I mean, it's not your fault. No more than is your fault for thinking you swallow eight spiders a year in your sleep or frogs and toads will give you warts. Those are lies. So what you're saying is snakes can't hurt me? Okay, technically snakes can hurt you. I mean, anything can hurt you. A piece of paper can give you a gnarly injury and an end table can break your toes. The only reason why snakes or any animal harms people is because you're being a dick to them. So just don't be a dick. Oh, there you go. Problem solved. All right, not really, because the truth is many snakes get killed just because of these old and ancient teachings. And mainly because people don't know or understand the importance of snakes. Today, we are going to learn about how and why snakes have received this bad reputation, as well as look at some cultures who maybe we should adopt when it comes to our view of snakes. By doing this, by learning and understanding, it will help you and the world see in a positive light and perhaps change your view from those murderous, terrifying monsters to thinking snakes are a cute little tiny noodle filled with love. Aww. And we'll talk about love, too. There are over 3,000 species of snakes in the world. And seeing that there are so many, it might be a good idea for you to be able to identify what a snake is. And I know what you're thinking. It's just a legless lizard! WRONG! Because there are actually legless lizards in the world. And they aren't snakes! Legless lizards blink, snakes don't. Fine then, snakes are just scaly worms that stare at you constantly. Wrong again! Sure, snakes look like a worm as it's just a long thing. But worms are invertebrates, meaning they have no backbone. Or snakes, who even though they look like a garden hose, do in fact have a backbone. Plus, many worms excrete a layer of mucus to help them stay moist and to breathe as they breathe through their skin. 
Snakes don't do that. They breathe through their lungs, through their nose, and their mouth. So, snakes are not a worm. What snakes are, though, they are carnivores, meat eaters. And I suppose that fact, with their uh, never-blinking eyes and not having enough legs, can scare the sobriety back into an Irishman. Especially when considering that there are no snakes in Ireland. There are no snakes in Ireland! Well, that's not entirely true. Um, there were snakes in Ireland at one point, but that was a very long time ago. And legend goes that St. Patrick sat on top of the Irish hill as he was fasting those same 40 days and nights as Jesus did when he was attacked by a snakes! Or a snake. By snakes? The story's unclear, but he was attacked by a snake of some sort. Or multiple snakes. And this, I feel like, is very much bullshit, because, well, he must have done something stupid, if you ask me. I mean, he was hungry, so he probably just tried to eat one of the snakes, and the snakes were having none of that, so that's why they attacked, because they were defending themselves. So, that's probably the real story, but they're not going to tell you that. Anywho, because of this attack, he chased off all the snakes, every single one of them, until they slithered into the ocean and died. What this story is truly saying is that St. Patrick's Day is not a celebration of murdering snakes, which, to those who take it literally, would view it as such. And that is horrible, but the true message of the story is even more horrifying. St. Patrick represents himself, as he was the man who brought Christianity to Ireland. As for the snakes, well, snakes were held in very high regard when it came to the Celtic Druids, or pagans, if you will. As snakes, due to their ability to shed their skin, they were viewed as a symbol of rebirth, which is why they liked them. So paganism is represented by snakes in the story. Who knew that the rebirth that their snakes represented would be getting their religion shoved underground and replaced, or give birth, to Christianity? St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is just a celebration of Christianity canceling another religion. Think about that as you chug down that fifth green-dyed beer of the holiday. The real reason there are no longer any snakes in Ireland is because it's just too damn cold. Also, it's surrounded by water. Even if snakes tried to swim across St. George's Canal or the Irish Sea, the water's just too cold. Therefore, these cold-blooded reptiles would slow down and probably freeze to death in the icy water. Scientifically speaking, cold-blooded isn't an accurate term. The proper word of choice is either ectotherm or poikilotherm. Yep, that's 100% correct. Fun fact, either word will work. Ectotherm or polycotherm. Polycotherm? Po How do you say it? Let's say it correctly. Poikilotherm. Poikilotherm. Poikilotherm? Fun fact, either word works. Ectotherm or poikilotherm. Ecto means outside, meaning animals like snakes rely on the outside temperature to regulate their body temperature. Poikilo... Poikilo... Poikilio... Poikilio means variety, as those commonly called cold-blooded animals' body temperature will change and fluctuate, creating a variety of temperature. So yeah, saying cold-blooded really isn't accurate as their blood isn't always cold. Double fun fact! Most of the world's animals are, in fact, cold-blooded. I mean, pol polycotherm or ectotherm. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to say it, and we'll stick with ectotherm, because that's easier to say and more accurate. And most animals in the world are ectotherms! 
But why have snakes always been seen as bad? And I just realized that snakes would have made a fantastic Halloween episode, but, you know, where I bust the myth of those traditional spooky animals. But then what animal would I talk about for St. Patrick's Day? Well, I guess I could have talked about drunk animals like the bohemian wax bird who will sometimes eat too many fermented berries and die, unlike bats who can hold their fermented fruit. Oh, there's also those spiders that some satanic scientists decided to give different types of drugs to just to see what would happen. And the results are crazy, by the way, but I don't advise it. Oh, and of course, certain monkey species will literally steal cocktails right out of your hands. And speaking of truly frightening animals, dolphins will get high off pufferfish. But since none of these are true reflections of that species, maybe with the exception of the dolphin and monkey, I thought it best to continue to bust common animal myths. This way, we can help save the snakes. Because yes, snakes deserve to live, regardless of what certain stories might tell you. Stories such as the Norse tale of Yomungan. Yomungar. Yomungard. Yom I am going to say this wrong every time, even wrote it out phonetically. Yomungan. Yomungan? We'll see how it goes. For those of you who are familiar with the Marvel Thor and Loki, you might have some relevance. But only some. Yomungur is said to be one of the three children of Loki, and Yomungur was a snake that was thrown into the ocean by Odin. Hmm, this story sounds remarkably similar to St. Patrick. But unlike the Irish tale, the snake did not die. Or at least not yet. Instead, it grew into a giant-ass snake. Then, to make matters worse, since everyone loves Thor... They were all on his side when he fought Jormungan, who is said to be Thor's arch-nemesis. And when they fought, in Jormungan's last breath, he bit Thor, poisoning him. Technically it'd be Venom, but we'll stick with the original, uneducated version. Then, Thor died. As Aaron Burr sang in Hamilton, Now I'm the villain in your history books. But unlike Aaron Burr, whose villainous might be justified, I'm not sure if Jormungan's, Jormungan's is. Like, what did Odin have against Jormungan? Nothing. There was just this prophecy about Ragnarok, you know, only the end of the world, and your Magnusson, your oh, fuck, and the snake just happened to be in the story, so Odin tossed him in the water. Now the real Matrix question is: Would your Mungin have been as dangerous if Odin wasn't such a dick? The world will never know, except that we do. When you're a dick to animals, they are then forced to protect themselves. It's like talking shit to your brother, then you go run and cry to your mommy and daddy when your brother calls you a bigger brain. You were asking for it. But the villainy of snakes don't stop there. At one point, Christianity didn't want anyone to be a part of paganism, so they rebranded snakes as the devil. They are the devil! So is sex! Why else would the snake be shaped like the male penis? Shame! 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 Now, I will admit that some penises are very tempting, just like the story of Adam and Eve. The devil sent a creature that just happened to look like a snake, and now the world hates snakes. Sure, they look creepy, but so does your girlfriend first thing in the morning, and you'd still hit that. As hard as an effort, the Christians in North tried to cancel snakes, there are many great supporters of snakes out there. I mean, aside from your buddy Deidre here! There are many cultures, not just the Celtics, who love snakes and understood their worth. Mesoamerica has the god Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. 
fuck these names, these names suck. <laughs> but this, this god was a rainbow feathered serpent that created what was said to create the earth and the heavens. And they represented the connection and importance of the earth and the sky. In Hindu and Buddhism, they have Naga, that's a half-human, half-cobra that used its nine heads to protect Buddha from the rain. Fun fact, snakes only have one head, but a two-headed penis. More in this later. Naga represented wisdom, wealth, and fertility, hence the nine heads. And legend goes that if you mistreat a snake, then the universe will fuck you over. That's karma, bitches. Naga is also said to be the protector of water. Similar, the Hopi tribe of North America believes snakes were the guardian of springs. The Hopi tribe is from Arizona, a deserted area, and if they needed water, they would do a snake dance. Now, not much is known about the specifics of the dance, aside from that snakes were involved. Disclaimer! Do not do any of the wacky stuff you are about to hear. And no offense to your religion if you are a member of the Hopi Nation, but I don't think some of these acts are in the snake's best interests. End of disclaimer. To perform this dance, men would collect snakes, everything from the non-venomous corn and bull to the extremely venomous rattlesnake. And they would wrap these snakes around their neck, and some, and this is the really wacky part, would hold them in their teeth. Yeah. These live living snakes, they would just hold them there. They wouldn't bite down. <laughs> yep, right there in their mouth. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound sanitary. Well, okay, in their defense, they thought that they were treating the snakes great. As before performing the ceremony, to bring forth the rain, they would wash the snakes in pretty smelling water. Then, after the week-long ritual, they would at least release the freshly bathed snakes back into the wildlife home. And I don't know how many or if any of these people were bit by these snakes, but my advice is don't pick up wildlife and put them in your mouth unless it's in the form of a hamburger or a sushi. In the Hoppy's defense, they really did love snakes. They believe that snakes are their brothers and that snakes carried their praise to the rainmakers. And their goal was never to harm or murder a snake. Their hearts are in the good place. It's just their practices that might be a bit questionable. We really have no reason to fear snakes. That is, if you respect them and don't put them in your mouth. As long as you learn how to recognize them and give them their space, you should be just fine. Oh, and a bonus, if you live in Ireland, New Zealand, Hawaii, Greenland, Iceland, and yes, even Antarctica, then you won't even have to worry about accidentally running into a snake because, well, there are no snakes there. But for the rest of the world, you should at least be aware if there are venomous ones in your area. Because even if you give space to snakes, your cat or pupper at home might not have the mental capacity to know to leave it alone. And that's another reason to keep your dog on a leash and keep your cat indoors. The truth is, snakes don't want to hurt you, unless of course you fuck with them first. Snakes, just like all living things, have the simple purpose of eating, sleeping, and fucking. Not fucking with you, but we're talking about sex now. And what would an episode of Weird Animal Facts Explicit be without a good old-fashioned sex talk? Wait, snakes can have sex? I didn't even know they had genders. How do you tell a lady snake from a gentleman snake? Okay, well that's a bit harder to do. And it's not because they don't have genders, as snakes um, most certainly do have genders. It's just, you know, they're inside, not dangling around for everyone to see. And if you've listened to recent episodes, you 
might be trying to use some of the facts you've learned there to try to figure out how two snakes have sex. If you're thinking of most birds, who are practically reptiles themselves, you might be thinking that snakes perform a cloaca kiss. After all, snakes, just like birds, also have a cloaca. But unlike the majority of birds, snakes do in fact have a penis. Well, the male snakes have a penis, and it's very, very, very weird. It's a very, very weird penis. It's like, <laughs> but, uh, oh, but, but we don't start with the penis. <laughs> when a female is feeling horny and ready for love, she secretes pheromones that the male will smell with their tongue. And in some species, like the king snake, they will be very, very active and desperate as they scour the land and search for this heavenly smell. If and when he finally slithers upon this mysterious beauty, he will do a bit of flirting by slithering over top of her and perhaps nudging his head on hers. But sometimes, such as garter snakes, there are many other males around and it becomes somewhat of a free-for-all. More on this later. For a snake, like a rattlesnake, it's more likely that they have to fight off a single male. But that fight is more like really two buff guys at the gym bumping chests. Imagine you're at the gym pedaling away on one of those stationary bikes when you catch the eye of a very strong bodybuilder man as he finishes that clean and jerk. The two of you share a smile, and that's enough for him to drop down that bell bar and strut on over. As you glance around, well, because you're a single girl, why shouldn't you look around for all your options? You notice another male, one who's been doing a mad number of pull-ups. He looks back over, and you smile. Senior pull-up likes this and accepts your smile as an invitation. As he ventures over to you, with eyes locked on you, he bumps into Mr. Clean and Jerk. And suddenly, your grin grows as you watch these two possible suitors eye each other up with insult and competition. Well, I saw her first, man! Mr. Clean and Jerk declares as he pushes forward his thick pecs and stands tall. Senior pull-up laughs. <laughs> I don't think so. As he too puffs up his chest and rises up on his calves and lifts his chin. Senior pull-up bumps his chest and Mr. Clean and Jerk. Hey! 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 Mr. Clean and Jerk bumps him back as he tries to stand taller. The two continues to bump chests and nudge shoulders as they try to be the tallest and toughest male of all the gym. Meanwhile, you sit back on that stationary bike with a grin, knowing that you'll definitely be getting some action tonight, regardless of the results. Then finally, after this tough guy back-and-forth dance, Senior Pull-Up realizes that only focusing on one's upper body might not be the best way to win a mate, and ultimately backs down, as Mr. Clean and Jerk has proven stronger and taller. Damn, look at those calf muscles. Sadly, Senior Pull-Up backs away defeated, as your smile grows at the sight of the overfit and muscular bod of Mr. Clean and Jerk as he proudly struts on over. I don't know how often this actually happens at your gym. Myself, it's never happened. But in, a, in the world of rattlesnakes, the males really do perform a combat dance. And the bigger, stronger male gets the female. But what happens after that? Have you ever thought about the physical act of their sex making? Oh my god! Please don't do another animal porn episode. The porcupine episode made me so uncomfortable. Please, please don't do it, okay? Please, please. Or don't worry, we won't be getting out the lube just yet. But 
I would like you to actually think about it. How do snakes have sex? Well, um, wouldn't it be just like humans? Hot dog into a donut? Yes, but what if the hot dog had two tips? And what if there were two hot dogs? Wait, 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 what? What the fuck are you telling me? Do snakes have... You're saying that snakes, they have one, two, four penises? No, <laughs> they, they only have two, but each one has two heads. Oh, but, but wait, because before your imagination starts to go and go crazy, I should point out that they don't use both penises at the same time. Nobody wants that many dicks in their face. Think for yourself. Imagine you're a male in a dark room with some sexy music playing. And there are hundreds of other naked people in this room with you. And you're naked too, by the way, because you're at one of those weird sex parties. There's plenty of women there, but there's also men too. And this room is so crowded that everyone just keeps bumping into each other. Then suddenly, you notice that one of the people you bumped into is a woman. In fact, she's the one who invited you to this orgy. But to your left, pressing up against you, is a large hairy man. Now, you may be an ally, but you yourself aren't ready for that kind of an adventure yet. By the way, since this is a sex party, there is consent. I, I feel like for this imaginary scenario, this is important for me to say. So you, a part snake man, <laughs> you have two penises. This is still the, the imaginary story we're creating in the sex orgy dark room. But your, your penises, they aren't just dangling around the way a normal man's dick would hang out. <laughs> Both of your penises are inside. Not tucked up your asshole, but almost like like a deflated rubber glove was inside it, just, just like resting inside your cloaca. Or there, there, I guess there's two deflated rubber gloves, technically, and they're just waiting for one to fill. Because only one happens at a time. Only one comes out at a time is what I'm trying to say. Now, because you've chosen this lady to your right, it would be your penis on your right that would uh, somewhat blow up like the way a rubber glove does, and then it comes out of itself. Does that make sense? I mean... After all, you don't want to accidentally fuck the guy on your left, even if he'd enjoy it. So basically, you just inflate and penetrate. As disgusting as this may sound to some or kinky to others, oh, yeah. this imaginary orgy scenario is the actual sex life of garter snakes. You can literally find hundreds of garter snakes all piled up together in literal balls just tossing their hemi penises around. Fun fact! All snakes and lizards have hemipenises. I want you to think about a human penis. Well, thanks to you, that's all I've been thinking about for the last couple of minutes. Alright, that's, that's fair. But I want you to think about how the penis functions. Specifically, how the sperm gets into the female. It comes out of a tube, and that tube is found inside the man's penis. What if I told you snakes don't have a tube to transport sperm? What? I know, crazy, right? Instead, they have a groove on top of this penis that travels down those two penis heads. Why? Why would they want to transport sperm on the outside of the penis? How, how does that even work? I don't know. And that's what's so amazingly weird about it. What, okay, but what we do know is that each hemipenis fits perfectly into the lady's love spot. That means they can only fuck their own species because their reproduction organs work like a lock and key and in some cases can actually lock. 
Like literally, some snakes like boas will have their penis inside the female for hours or even an entire day. Certain snake penises can even have spikes on it so that when they fuck, they stay fucked. After that long, sexy night, the female can actually then store the sperm and decide, like actually decide, when to fertilize her eggs. As for the male, well, he can go out and fuck another lady. Um, but wouldn't he be tired? Because after all, every time I fuck a man, he really can't go a second time around. Well, the funny thing about snakes is that not only does he have another penis he can use, but that other penis is hooked up to its very own testes. What an amazing life snakes live. Whoa, how did we go from some old man scaring snakes into the ocean to double-headed snake dicks? No one really knows for sure. But what is known is that some of you will find some of your own love after your St. Patrick's Day shenanigans. And when you do, I hope that you try to impress your temporary lover with some fun, sexy snake facts. However, though, now is my time to try to impress you with some scientific names. Scientific names are hard. For you newbies out there, this is when I attempt to pronounce scientific names. And as you heard earlier, I can't read certain things, even though I write it out phonetically in front of me. My brain does not work like that. I'm just a simple girl. So today we have three scientific names, and I actually asked my roommate Emily to write these down, where I then attempt to read them out loud for the very first time now, and it goes splendidly. Let's begin with the King Cobra. Ophiophagus. Ophiophagus Hannah. It literally says Hannah. (laughs) Ophiophagus Hannah. Next, we have the Eastern Garter Snake. These are the snake ball orgies that we were talking about earlier. Thamnophis fiertalis. Thamnophis? Thamnophis sertalis. Then finally, we have the Eastern Diamondback Rattlesnake. And for some reason, I think I might have done this one before, but I don't remember what it was. Cortalis adamantius. Cortalis adamantius. And if you would like to pr- attempt to pronounce these scientific names at home, then go to the show notes or the episode description, and I will have it all written out for you so you can attempt it, so you can see just how fucking hard it really is. If you enjoyed this episode or others, then please rate and review the show wherever you're listening so that other weirdos can learn about the weird sex life of snakes and some of their origin. Because that way, we can learn that we shouldn't fear snakes. After all, all snakes help to maintain the rodent population. And I know that mice and rats can be cute, but only in small quantities. So if you don't see any rat shit in your kitchen, you can thank a snake. Snakes are amazing Beautiful creatures. Okay, well, maybe their hemipenis isn't beautiful, as it's even uglier than a human penis, but it's still pretty amazing the way they can do it. But if the sexual anatomy of the snake has taught us anything, it's that snakes are much more complicated creatures than we thought. There's more to them than just a constantly staring legless reptile. And I think it's time that the world learned that. So please share this episode with the world so that one day... We can all be the nerdiest of weirdos. Stay weird.